Pizza? Pizza? Pizza! Hungry for some pizza now? Yeah, that's what we thought. Get yours at Domino's Hawaii. We deliver aloha. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. Welcome to the mothership. Okay, we are getting a fun and crash course lesson in Olelo, Hawaii. After all, we live in the island, so uh, we should pronounce Hawaiian words correctly, right, Noli and Brooke? It's pretty important to do that, right? Exactly. I mean, just look at the street names. It's all, you know, you, if you're living here in Hawaii, you got to know how to say it and relay that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. And so, you know, if you guys don't know how to pronounce the words, no worries, because we got you covered. We have a special guest with us in the house tonight to help us do that is Luana Kava'a joining us from Maui. Yeah, Maui. Yeah. Aloha. 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 I'm going to tell everybody a little bit about Luana, our special mm. guest. She has served as a cultural advisor and Hawaiian language teacher for more than 30 years in Hawaiian language immersion and at Kamehameha Schools, Maui, and Baldwin High School. She is currently a faculty member and director of Paika Mana Student Support Services at the University of Hawaii Maui College. She teaches Hawaiian language and cultural online classes, and she's also a longtime hula dancer. You've been dancing hula since the age of what? Six. Wow. Yeah, and six and at one point, you also danced under the direction of Kelly E. Reichel. Yes, with uh, Kelly Reichel and Ulu Vehiguro when they had a their combined halal together. Yeah. And today, Luana is a kumu hula as well with your own halal. Yes, correct. Ololei. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know what? I feel like we need more Hawaiian language teachers today. I feel like there's a great need for that. How did you, first of all, become involved in that? And how did you get that passion for? Oh, that's a great question. You know, I, I get asked that a lot. How did you know that this was, you know, your calling, your thing that you wanted to do? And for me, it started at a very, very young age. I, as early as I can remember, I just had this real passion and love for Hawaiian culture. And, you know, back then I would say things like, I want to be a Hawaiiana teacher. Cause that's what, you know, it was called back. This is, I'm dating myself, but at that particular time, that's kind of what it was called. Mm -hmm. And um, so I had this, you know, I think innately, I just felt very drawn to Hawaiian culture and to hula in particular. And luckily my parents picked up on that and they put me into hula at a very, very young age. So six, six years old, I started dancing and I've danced my whole life and then became a kumuhula in in 1995. So um, I feel like it's always been there, but it was nurtured definitely by my family, by my parents. And hula really was, 
you know, kind of the catalyst, right? So when I got into hula and I started dancing and loved hula so much, you know, by default, you start to learn more about the culture and particularly about the language. And at that time, none of my teachers um, spoke Hawaiian. They could, they understood a little bit, um, they could interpret the dances, but none of them spoke fluently. And so that was, you know, uh, it was very interesting to learn hula um, and not really be completely immersed in the language. So um, that's where I started to realize that, you know, I, I want to learn what these, what the words mean, what the songs mean, and have more of a connection to the dance. And so that's where it kind of started. And when I began dancing with Kili and Uluvehi, Hawaiian language was mandatory. Classes were mandatory. So they have classes within the hello and all of the dancers had to take language. So that was my first introduction to kind of a more formal setting of Hawaiian language. Um, and I knew, I knew that this was something that I wanted to continue. I wanted to perpetuate for sure. Yeah, I, oh, I know that you're a mother and you're also a grandmother too. And it's really impressive to hear that um, you know, your family has um, a long history of participating in the Mary Monarch Hula Festival. So that is so awesome as well. But when you talk about the hula, and I'm sure Brooke and Noli, you guys know this too, but it's so, you can tell that, you know, the hula dancers, in order to pull it off, so to speak, you have to be connected to not only, you know, the music and, you know, the chanting and whatnot, but the meaning. It's so important. Absolutely. And, and it yes. to to really do it effectively and authentically you have to feel it and know it and that's that's so awesome to hear that that's kind of how it you know you embodied all of that and then the passion kind of came alive from you through that definitely and I think those influences you know of my kumu um even my kumu who didn't speak fluently you know they were so such great influences and examples and um and then when I started dancing, you know, with other kumuhula who then spoke the language, you know, wow, what an impression that made on me. And I made it my goal, you know, we would um, pule, we would pray before class and um, my kumu keli would, you know, say the pule in Hawaiian. And I was like, that's my goal. You know, I remember being a freshman in college in 101 Hawaiian language and going, that's my goal. The next time he calls on me to pule, I want to be able to do it in Hawaiian. So setting those kinds of goals and really pushing myself. I also feel that um, my work with Punanaleo Hawaiian Language Immersion School um, began in 1991 when I was, you know, fresh very fresh in college. And that helped immensely because it helped to reinforce what I was learning in the classroom and put it in an applicable setting, right? Like a real life situation. And then because you're with Keiki, you're not so intimidated, right? If you make mistake, it's okay. They're going to correct you, right? And <laughs> gently correct you. Well, maybe not so gently, but they will correct you, right? And help you along the way. So um, that that definitely helped to get me to a place where I was able to start speaking in Hawaiian, for sure. Oh, wow. And then, you know, just to bring um, all of our listeners up to date and uh, Noli and Brooke, I'll share with you the, the way that I kind of stumbled upon Luana was this thing called social media. And then, you know, I would see her posts and she also is the host of her own podcast too, Morning Manao. 
And, you know, she would do these posts and every day she would have a different, you know, Hawaiian word and and, and say the meaning of it and just, okay, say it with me and, and very inviting. And it was just so refreshing to see that and to start the day also with these positive messages. And, and so I reached out to Luana. I'm so glad that you're here because <clears throat> I think that for a lot of folks, I don't know, Book and Only, if you feel the same, it's kind of intimidating, right? The Hawaiian language. And, and I know you say that you dated yourself, but then it was called Hawaiiana at the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> same, same. And, and it yeah. wasn't as it wasn't as strict like learning the meaning of the words, you know. So I don't think that our generation really had the ability as you know the keiki today, right? Learning Hawaiian and the meaning. Yes. So I was like, God, this is so important, but it's so intimidating. So is that kind of how do you break that you know intimidation factor for so many of us out there? You know that I think is. Um, one of the things that I've made a priority in my classes and morning Mana'o has really helped with that because it's like bite-sized pieces, right? You know, a little bit at a time. Oh, I can handle word or, okay, now I can take that word and maybe put it into a sentence. And the whole idea of morning Mana'o is to inspire people to live with greater aloha, right? And we can do that by learning the culture and the language of this beautiful place where we live. I mean, like you said, how important is that being that we, we can't go anywhere else to learn Hawaiian, right? Or to hear Hawaiian being spoken or to learn about this culture. We go to Japan and we love hearing Japanese around us, right? And being immersed in the culture. Where is the place to do that for Olelo Hawaii? Here, right? Here in Hawaii. So, um, you know, that that in and of itself is so important. And so, in, you know, my whole philosophy in education is making people feel comfortable. So if we can get rid of the, the barriers, eliminate the barriers, like, first of all, the hila hila, right? Being shy, being shame, uh, getting rid of that, creating a positive learning environment where everyone is welcome and where it's okay to make mistakes. And you're not going to be criticized you're not going to be humiliated for making those mistakes but i will gently guide you in the right direction and i think that approach makes a huge difference for people and that's the feedback that i get from my haumana from my students is that oh you make me feel comfortable you know i feel comfortable i feel like this is a safe place to learn so i think that is really important in the learning process because it is intimidating and i think for many Hawaiians in particular and and folks who you know have grown up here in Hawaii we feel shame that we don't know these things right there's like this expectation that because I live here or because I'm Hawaiian I should already know this so there is that hila hila factor um and if we can kind of get rid of that and say hey it's not your fault you don't know you know what I mean there's lots of reasons why that happened we didn't grow up with Hawaiian immersion you know I mean I didn't we didn't even have Hawaiian language offered at my high school at all you know so it's not your fault don't have to be shame and it's never too late to start that journey right so kind of you know coming from that perspective i think helps a lot so that you know you're not so intimidated 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I know you're saying that <clears throat> you don't have to feel intimidated and it's not your fault and all that. But me being in my profession, oh boy, man, if you, uh, you know, you come out there and you say something really, yeah, really off the wall. Ooh, oh, Steph oh, has some good pronunciations of you are going proper to places. It. Yeah, yeah. So, you, I mean, you know. speaking personally, like I've I've been on um a journey and um not I I I, I I'm gonna say I'm not gonna brag, but I wasn't like. I hope I wasn't too horrible in the beginning and whatnot, but then it was really good to learn along the way. And it's so important. You know, one of the things that you hear a lot of people saying is Honolulu. It's not Honolulu, Honolulu. And I even tell my kids that because then they just get lazy. They just, hey, mom, you know, Honolulu. I'm like, it's, where's the A? <laughs> where's the A? I'm like, it's right there. Honolulu. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, you made a good point because people will ask me, well, why do you think, you know, like, especially Vahipana, right, place names get mispronounced so often? And I think first and foremost, lack of knowledge, right? So not really understanding like the Hakalama, the Hawaiian syllabary, how to pronounce things and put these vowels together. But I think the point you made is important. Sometimes we just moloa, we're just lazy. Right. And it just we say it really quickly or without intention instead of thinking about how is the word spelled? How is that pronounced? OK, the vowels are a, a, e, o, u. Right. So if we see a o next to an h. That's whole, not ha, <laughs> you know, mm. so kind of. um, Yeah, we can just sometimes be be lazy about it. Yeah. yeah. And I also don't think people are aware. And this is all just because I, I've learned this too, the importance of this. But like, you know, where the kahako is and where the okina i don't know if you want to even try and explain that right now for us because that affects the pronunciation of a word and if it's in print and it's not there that's going to affect the way you say it too absolutely it affects the way you say it and the meaning of what you're trying to express as well so i always do examples you know with my students of same letters like the word paka right p-a-k-a -A, same letters but depending on where the kahako is it can drastically change the meaning as well as the pronunciation right so paka with the kahako over the first ah the first letter a that's park but if you say paka without any kahako that's tobacco right wow. so the difference between a park and tobacco, there's a huge difference. And so, and in the way that we pronounce it, paka versus paka, you know? So um, that kind of goes into the importance of the diacritical markings. And now there is also this whole movement of getting rid of the diacritical um, markings. You know, there are some language speakers that don't support that, don't think that it's important to have it there. I do, I do, I think it's important because we, often don't know where there's where the emphasis is supposed to be so these markings really help us to know uh for example the okina the glottal stop where we should be um pausing right um cutting sounds where we should elongate vowels with the with the kahako so i think for us and especially for someone who hawaiian is not your first language um it's important to have those diacritical markings yeah and so for people who are listening in um just a better or a further explanation of the kahako is the line above the the letter and that's as you said an extended Yes, correct. So it's a macron and it is the line over vowels and it elongates that vowel. So like paka, 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 right? Tobacco versus park. 
So that's what the micron does is it, it, it tells the speaker to hold that vowel a little bit longer to elongate it. And how would you explain the okina? Yeah, so the okina, the glottal stop, to me, it's like a hiccup, <laughs> you know, and Hawaiian is very smooth, right? It's a very, very smooth language. And that's what I think makes it so beautiful, whereas other language languages can be kind of harsh when you're listening to it. But the so the okina, it is there to like pause in between vowels, right? And it can only be found in front of a vowel. You cannot have an okina next to a consonant because it's considered a consonant, right? Mm. So um so how would I yeah so that so like if we look at um the word like the word pa'a which means um like you learn something right it's it's stuck it's um um you've like like if you're learning something and you say oh it's pa'a now it's like I've learned it yeah um that okina so there's that there's a stop right pa'a right versus pa yeah if it were, if there were no okina there the vowels would just roll one into the other yeah i don't know if that helps <laughs> totally you can hear it yeah um i had a question how would you pronounce because i spent some you know a lot of my childhood growing up in wahiwa what would be the proper is it vahiyaba how we you know, you know so like, interesting so i'm not as well versed in vahipana on oahu mm -hmm. and i've heard it a few different ways i think like you know, Ben Gutierrez, he does a really good job pronouncing all the different Vahipana. I really like that at the different place names. And I'm not absolutely sure. Um, I think it's Wahiawa, I think. So but the, I'm the not, W is not, is it well, still a so W? W can be, W is tricky, right? So it can be pronounced with a soft V, but it can also be pronounced with a W. So most words, um, can de definitely would have the W sound, the W sound, but not all words should be pronounced with a V sound. Yeah, and that's something that you learn as you're learning words with W in it. You'll know like when it's more appropriate to have the W versus the V. And even that that V, it's a very slight, subtle V sound. It's not a harsh V. And that can be like the ears are sore. It hurts the ears when we're too harsh in the Hawaiian language. So even the V is really soft, like Hawaii, not Hawaii, you know, with that strong mm. emphasis. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard Wahiawa oh, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I've heard it. And again, you know, I Kalamai, I'm not the expert on Vahipana on Oahu. Maui, I can tell you right away. <laughs> Places on Maui, I yeah. can tell you right away. What, what's a place on Maui that people mispronounce, but is... Oh my gosh, oh. Steph, do you... <laughs> I'll, I'll spell it for you, and then maybe we can ask Noli and Brooke to do oh, their best oh, to oh, pronounce no. it, because oh, it's so easy. But at the same time, you're not okay. seeing where the Kahako is and all that stuff, but it's a, a beach, K-A-N-A-H-A. -A -A. Yeah. Is there a Kahako? Over <laughs> the last A. Kanaha. 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 Yes. Kanaha. Yes. Yes. So people oh. say Kanaha all the time. Oh. Um, and people also call that area Nazca. <laughs> so if you Ooh. grew up here on Maui, Kanaha, the beach park area, is referred to as Nazca. And some abbreviation related to aviation, because it's near the air airport. My dad is a pilot, and that's the only reason I know that. <laughs> and so they call it Nazca, like N-A-S-K-A, I think is the abbreviation. Oh. Interesting, right? But it's Kanaha. So 
it gets called Nazca, which is that English nickname that I talk about all the time. Let's not replace our Vahipana with English nicknames. And then Kanaha instead of Kanaha. And Kanaha means to shatter, right? And that comes from the story. Um, there's a Mo'olelo that goes along with that story, the twin fish ponds of Kanaha and Mo'oni. So when you're driving on Hana Highway, you're actually driving over one of the two um, fish ponds, the twin fish ponds, you're driving over Mawoni and then Makai of Hana Highway is, you'll see, you'll physically see uh, Kanaha, the pond. And so there's lots of Mo'olelo tied um, to that area, really interesting stuff, but you gotta know how to say it, right? <laughs> you, you know, sometimes I hear people say Mo'i, like, so, I mean, is that overdoing it or is that like truly how you're supposed to say it? I think we have to be careful that we don't over <laughs> emphasize like Maui, yeah, but Maui, Maui. What we don't want to say is Maui. Right. Yeah, Maui, but how it comes out a lot. We hear it Maui, but we want to say Maui. Yeah, Maui, yeah. And another one um, on Maui <laughs> that gets mispronounced all the time is Hali'imaile. That's another one. People here on Maui call it highly Miley. Oh yeah. my God. You hear that all the time. Highly Miley. Yeah, highly Miley. And I think that actually comes from our kupuna would speak fast, even our manaleo, our native speakers. And so, like, Hali'i Maile might not be so slow. And so, what people heard was highly Miley. And so they started calling it highly Miley. But it's actually Hali'i Maile, which is a beautiful name that talks about like the covering of Maile. Yeah, which imagine like this. Wow. area that was just filled with an abundance of maile. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah, um, even my, um, people pronounce the lay wrong. You know, they say maile lay, but it's... Right. Like, yeah, maile, right? We get maile all the time instead of maile, right? And actually, when you think about it, it should be fairly easy because we know the vowels, right? A, E, E, O, U. But again, I think um, just over time, we start to hear it that way. And so we just start pronouncing it that way because that's what everybody's saying, quote unquote, everybody's mm -hmm. saying, right? <laughs> and then recently yeah. um, you did a morning manao about mana wahine. Uh, and yeah. you know, it's really interesting because I was like, oh, wow, I didn't know there was, there was that meaning. Everybody speaks of it and uses it as powerful woman. But right. You are saying that that actually is not correct. Yes, and it's, I have a hard time saying that's not correct, <laughs> you know, because there's so much mana'o and so much depth to language, right? And there's a lot of critics that will be like, well, you know, so if we look at it, okay, so if we look at Hawaiian words, um, so if we have like the meme'a, meme'a is like a general word of uh, category of words that include nouns, so a lot of nouns in that category. Um, and if we want to describe that, the descriptor, which we call a kahulu, comes after the word that we're describing. For example, with mana wahine, right? So if we are saying mana first and then wahine, we're further describing the word mana, right? Mm -hmm. Which is power. So what are we saying then? We're saying that we're now saying associating that mana with wahine. So we're saying the, the mana or the power that comes from wahine, female power, right? But if we want to describe a wahine as being powerful, then we want to put that kahulu on the other side. It's the feather 
that makes the word even more pretty, right? It's the adjective that we add mm -hmm. on. So wahine, we want to describe a wahine. When we add mana after it, now we're saying a powerful woman. Yeah, so a woman that mana, has that wahine, You're saying power woman. I mean, yeah, a woman power, literally. Oh, oh I see. Yeah, or female, female wahine, yeah, female power, yeah. And then, whereas wahine mana is describing the wahine as being powerful. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. that, that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, changes it up. Super cool, yeah, super cool, beautiful. Yeah. It is, that's it's so beautiful. beautiful. So, I wouldn't say one is both are correct, depending on what you want to say, right? Depending on what you want to express. Yeah, how can um, pigeon affect pronunciation? Do you think pigeon is bad for? proper pronunciation of Hawaiian. no I think pigeon you know you know um how mana that are ma'a with pigeon they do really well in Hawaiian because pigeons a lot of the early pigeon right pigeon has evolved over time but like early pigeon comes directly from Hawaiian so for example if we look at the pipike painu which are descriptive sentences right we start with a descriptor in Hawaiian so we, we always start with the descriptor so for example um, if we wanted to say um, ula ula ke ka'a, okay? So that in English means the car, so ke ka'a, the car, is red. But if we look at it literally, ula ula is first. What we're saying is red the ka. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the oh, That's the Yeah, or oh, like pretty the girl. Nani ke kaikamahine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like big your house. Yeah. 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 So you can see how it really, there's such a close connection between Olalo Pai'i, pigeon, and Olalo Hawaii. But then when you say Bombay, is part of that Hawaiian? Bombay is from Hawaiian because that comes from the old pattern. So if we said something like, Maiholo. Oh, don't run Bombay, you fall. Yeah, so it's that idea of um, don't do this action, otherwise, here's the consequence. So, Bombay literally comes from another culture, the word Bombay, right? But it can, it ties right into the way that we say things in Hawaiian as well, that or else this is going to happen. Yeah. But bocha is not even Hawaiian. Bocha, that's That's And just think about things that we say all the time and we don't even realize we're saying we're speaking Hawaiian. How many people in Hawaii say pau? Oh, that's the favorite one, right? So we use pau all the time. We go if we go to the continent and we say, Oh, I'm pau, they're you know, they don't know what that is. But here in Hawaii, yeah. without, you know, we don't even have to translate it. Everybody knows what we're talking about. Mm, yeah. yeah, you don't think of that. That's just like a staple here. Yeah, it but, is. And I feel like I feel like you explain it so well, Luana. It makes oh, sense. And it's, you know, because you can picture it in your head, too. I Can I ask a question, too? So, you know, we're lucky that um, I think a lot of schools, or all, most schools now, I think, offer Hawaiian language as a foreign foreign language credits but my question would be so you know a lot of our our friends kids my niece also took it um and then went to college but then she had a hard time getting credits 
for the foreign language that she took in high school and it counting as you know meeting your academic requirements and all that what what are your thoughts on that and is there anything that you know I guess we as a people can do to help get more colleges to recognize Hawaiian as a like certified foreign language and and let the kids who take it and work just as hard as the other kids taking different languages right in high school get credit for that yeah yeah I'm so glad you brought up this it's such a good point you know I taught Hawaiian language at Baldwin for four or five years and that was a big thing I would have students that were you know they knew they were college bound and they were like oh I can't take your class Kumu because it's not going to count for the college that I'm going to. So during my um, tenure there at Baldwin, we started to actually go out and make contact with the schools that we knew that were not accepting it. So it's not, it's definitely not um, like every, every college, right? It depends on the college. And particularly, I noticed it with our students, our student athletes. A lot of the colleges that they were going to did not wouldn't accept Hawaiian language as their for their foreign language credit. So we did a lot of reaching out, calling the various universities. I remember like me and the students calling them and saying, hey, we really want you to reconsider this. And during that time, there was a big article that came out um, in, I think it was the New York Times. I can't remember what, what um, platform it came out on, but Harvard accepts, now accepts Hawaiian language as a foreign language credit, you know, and that, I mean, you're talking about one of the Ivy Leagues, right, one of the big schools, and so what we, what our hope was that many of the other, of other colleges would um, follow suit, right, and look at that as an example. I don't understand the reasoning behind it, um, because like, why? Why would it not be accepted, right? I think there was some controversy over, well, it's not a foreign language, it's considered an official language in Hawaii. There was some controversy about that. Um, but yeah, I think that we, we need to do, um, we need to continue to make sure that our high school students who are taking Hawaiian language will get that credit at whatever college they're going to. And I, yeah, I, right. I because we don't want that to be the reason for them not to take Hawaiian language if that's what they want to take, right? That's a, literally, that's a crazy reason to not take it. It is. And we literally had to like make signs and do a campaign going around campus and going to the different classes. And we would line up outside of the, you know, of the streets in the morning and with signs letting people know that, you know, first of all, there's a lot of misconception about that because people think it's every college that they're going to go to. And there, there's still a handful that we have to work with and we have to help them change that policy. But the majority of colleges now accept Hawaiian language. Yeah. Awesome. Luana, do you think the word aloha is overused and misused, meaning not used for the right reasons these days? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I don't, it's, it's hard when I see, you know, businesses, you know, using Aloha in the business name, and it has really nothing to do with Aloha, you know, Aloha plumbing or whatever it might be like, ah, maybe you could think of a better, you know, name for your company. And, and that's the whole thing about names and name giving, right? And I talk about this a lot is that you don't just give Hawaiian names or Hawaiian words as names. There really is this whole process that you go through when giving a name and that it should be the same for a business. You want the business to flourish, but you also want to be respectful of the culture, right? And the place that you live. 
Um, so yes, I think aloha is overly used um, and misused. Um, I think sometimes that people will say, uh, or, or there's an expectation that we're going to have aloha no matter what, right? But I always remind people that part of aloha is also um, being critical at times and acknowledging the places that, or the areas in our lives where we need to grow um, and helping each other to recognize areas of growth, you know? So constructive criticism is part of aloha, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, I believe that that's one of my, you know, big goals is to really help people understand what it means to live aloha and that aloha has so much depth. It doesn't just mean love, you know, there's so many words that interpret aloha. It's hard to pick just one, you know, definition for the word. Mm -hmm. So I think we can do a better job of that. And I think, um, you know, kupuna pilahipaki is really my example. Um, she shares um, aloha, she takes the word aloha and she is, uh, puts it into each letter. She assigns it a vowel from a vowel, a kalamai. Each letter in aloha, she assigns it a value. And her philosophy was if we live those values, then we're really living in the spirit of aloha. And it was because of her that the aloha law was created. So there's an actual Hawaii revised statue that is called the aloha spirit law. And that comes from you know, her mana'o um, and what she shared about aloha. So she takes like the A is akahai, kindness. The L, lokahi, unity. The O is olu olu, to be agreeable and pleasant. The H is ha'a ha'a, being humble. And then that last A is ahonui, patience, right? Mm -hmm. Ahonui literally means long breath, right? <laughs> when we're trying to be patient, mm -hmm. we got to take sometimes long, deep breaths, right? And so she said, living by those values, that really is what, what it means to live aloha. And she also said that the world would be searching for an answer for world peace and that aloha was the key to that. And I thought, wow, you know, this is like seven in the 70s, early 80s that she was um, sharing this, this mana'o and I thought it's so applicable to us today. Wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Yeah. That is super beautiful. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of my heroes. Can yeah. we, um, I guess, I guess kind of finish up the podcast with, with some, you know, great, um, you know, now I don't want to say easy, but maybe <laughs> um, meaningful, meaningful uh, words that um, we, along with our listeners can, can, can use, you know, every day, um and master and 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 help us to our soul like <laughs> i mean i don't know if i'm asking yes. for some yes like, yes you know yes. I mean? it yes yeah yeah yes. The spirit, yes. yeah so i think i think first of all like just picking a value each day and i do this i have a um the morning mana'o mindset cards right and so you you pick a value, you turn it over, the card over, and there's the value, and then there's an intention, like a sentence for you to set an intention, right? So I know, let me pull one of those cards, yeah, right? So I pull beautiful. a card, and it says, Oya Io, right? It says, Oya Io. So it helps you to practice the word, and then it says, today, I will be genuine and authentic, because Oya Io means truth. Yeah, it means to be honest. So you're learning the word, 
right? But then you're also focusing on a value, a really great value that you can incorporate into your life. And then how am I going to do that? I'm going to do that by showing up and being authentic and being genuine in the things that I, I do, the things that I say, my actions, right? So I think the I think values are really, really great. And that's a great way to start. Um, I'm going to show aloha today, right? And how am I going to do that? I'm going to show aloha by being more kind. I'm going to smile at somebody. I'm going to um, be a little less critical, perhaps, you know, so ways that we can apply it. So again, the values, I think, are a really great way to start. And let's just do five, five values, right? So, um, so I think aloha is really good because aloha also means compassion. Aloha means mercy, right? So how can I be more compassionate? more show more mercy it also means grace right so how can i do that um so ehoopili mai repeat after me aloha mm-hmm. aloha aloha right and i did a morning manao that is not aloha but aloha right mikai so and then let's another value um that is really great i talked about a little earlier is haa haa right so there's the okina so ho'opili mai haa 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 Maikai, excellent. And ha'aha is to be humble. So how can I be more humble in how I approach things, right? Um, how can I express humility um, in my life today? And then maybe one more, one more value. So another value could be maka'ala, right? Mm-hmm. Maka'ala, which I really like. So maka'ala is to be alert, aware, it is to be focused. That was my word today, was maka'ala, to be focused and aware, right? And that can lead into being more present, right? Being more uh, more mindful and more present, which is something that I need a lot in my life is to be focused <laughs> and more present. So maka'ala, ehoopili mai maka'ala. Maka'ala. Great. And then we can apply that like into a sentence and we can say, e maka'ala kako. Let's be mindful. Let's be aware, right? So when we put the A in front of a sentence, we're giving a command. We're saying things like, let's do this, or A, you go do this. Yeah, kind of a thing. So each of those values, you could put the A in front of it and make it actionable, right? Let's do this. Let's be a a akahai. Let's be kind. Right. So just, you know, quick ways that you can use, um, I think, things that are, are are fairly easy to say, to pronounce and then to use on a daily basis. Um, and then I'll give you a, maybe two phrases that you could use. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so one I think that is great. I'm actually going to talk about it tomorrow on Morning Manao is a hemokalipa. A hemokalipa. Yeah. So kalipa is the word for slipper, right? Slippers. Okay. Oh, is to take off, like as in yeah, yeah. take off your slippers, right? So when you come to Hawaii or you go to somebody's hale, right? The protocol is a hemokalipa. Take your slippers off at the door before you come in, right? So that's like again one of our standards right yes. in Hawaii well, you're not gonna walk in with your slippers <laughs> on so ehemokalipa is a good one um and another one that I, I shared previously that you can use when you're eating and you eat something and it's super good like super delicious huka ono 
Perfect. Oh, I love it. I love the enunciation. You feel it. Yeah. When you say it, you feel yeah. it. And who literally means to swell, like your emotion swells. So what emotion is swelling? It's this this state of being of something being delicious, right? You're tasting something that's delicious. So that emotion swells up. Yeah. And it's perfect. You eat one good bowl of beef stew or something like that. Yes. You know, something for um for a Chinese New Year, perhaps, right? Fuka ono. Oh I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I love that so much. I come out to keep learning. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, watch Morning Manao on Instagram. You can 100%. check out Morning Manao on Instagram. And um, so every Monday I do a Vahipana, a place name. And then every Friday I do a short phrase that you can use. And then throughout the week, I just, you know, share fun ways. Um, to use Olelo Hawaii in your life. And it really is, it's doable a little bit at a time um, in a safe environment with lots of aloha. Yeah, yeah. So just search, um, that is her handle, Morning Mona'o, correct, on Instagram. And then yes. you also have a website, right? Do you have a website? Yes, luanakava'a.com. Mm -hmm. So that's where you can um, look at the classes that I'm offering, Hawaii, the Olelo Hawaii classes that I'm offering. So I have four levels of Hawaiian language. Um, two beginner classes and then two advanced beginner classes. And that's where I have, you know, the morning mala'o mindset cards and other mm. things. So just ways to work with me, ways to um, just to inspire us, all of us, me included, to live with greater aloha. That That's it. That's it the key. So beautiful. And you know what? I, I really want to uh, mahalo you. And um, but this also actually leads into this question that I've always had, because um, you hear people say mahalo differently so many times, too. Sometimes they'll extend the first A, like mahalo or mahalo. You know what I mean? So like, what is the proper word to say mahalo? So there is no diacritical markings in the word mahalo. So it really is just mahalo. But I think in being animated sometimes when we're expressing our feelings, you know, sometimes we'd be like mahalo. And I think that that's okay. But understanding that the word really is pronounced mahalo. Okay. Yeah. Who wants to give their best mahalo to Kuma Luana? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mahalo nui. Hey, awesome. hey, oh, oh nice hey. mahalo mahalo so yeah. awesome i want to keep learning from you because I, I know i feel embarrassed to me and my husband has a hard hard hawaiian first name that is we're cracking up because steph was our mc for our wedding so we're yes. she was practicing i think so, but so his but, name is e l e u okino no it's okina okina e l e u e l e l e u Yes. Yeah. When I first Aleo. learned it, I was like, oh, isn't it so beautiful to see Brooke and Eleo? Like, <laughs> like, you know, like, more like LA, LA, like Los Angeles. Right, right, right. Gotta get that ooh sound yes. at the end. And and we feel uncomfortable making yes. our lips that way, right? So we gotta get ma'a to Eleo. Yeah. <laughs> And then that actually sounds better. <laughs> yeah, it sounds great. And I'm like, oh, and wow. It, <laughs> and it does justice to the meaning, right, of eleu, right? Yeah. Which means alert. what? What does it mean? Do quick, you know lively, what? I think it's yeah, quick, lively, lively, alert. Quick, yeah. lively, and alert. Oh, yes. And sometimes <laughs> we even use eleu, like when we're telling our kids, eleu, because that's what we want them to be. We want them to be 
quick, right? Yeah. Oh, hello. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm gonna say that we're in a lot. Like, right? hurry up. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Good. Yeah, hello. Good. <laughs> with the clapping. Yeah, yeah. With the I don't clap. have a I don't have a Hawaiian name, but then my parents bought me this like card that it said, you know, the translation is Keke Pani. Oh, okay, okay, funny. Yes. Is that like so they Stephanie? just do that's just taking the letters of your name and then Hawaiianizing it. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I see. Mm -hmm. so it doesn't it doesn't yeah. translate to Stephanie. It's just phonetically it does. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I mean phonetically it's Stephanie. But then you have to be careful with that too, because there might be an other meaning, right? When you when you do that. Yours, I think you're okay, but sometimes we have to just Oh, we got a maka'ala. That was the word today, right? We got a maka'ala. <laughs> all right. Wow. All of these really valuable golden nuggets. Thank you so much. Wait, how can we say goodbye in Hawaiian really nicely yeah, to yeah. each other, Luana? Um, say goodbye. Okay. So, the, so I love just the plain, simple ahui ho because it means until we meet again. And I know, ladies, we're going to meet again. Definitely. Yeah. Would you like to uh, end the podcast with a, a beautiful Hawaiian <laughs> closing? Oh my goodness. Okay. Let me think. What would the closing, what would I want to leave you with? Um, everybody? Uh, okay. Um, maybe a little, how's that a Hawaiian proverb? Mm -hmm. So we'll close with makahana kaike. Yeah. Makahana kaike. And that means there is great knowledge in work. We learn by doing. So go out there and do it. If it's Hawaiian language, if it's hula, whatever it is, jump in and do the hana, do the actual work. And that's how you will continue your ike, your knowledge will flourish. Ooh. Is it wrong to say mua after that? Oh, you can say mua. Mahalo. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, everybody. And Kumu, thank you so much. Thank you for joining us tonight. Sure. Aloha. And we say aloha. 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 Aloha